When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Mike one, Mike three. What are you on? Mike five. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Welcome back. There is no fog in Clifton. The minute I rolled into Oakley, it is super foggy. Yeah, the closer I got to the station, it was just thick. I I couldn't see the station from across the street. I can barely see the traffic lights now. I live by the East Miami River, and it's always foggy over through there. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. yeah. Jeff, we missed you at our holiday potluck yesterday. It was quite the soiree. I know. I got some family stuff I had to tend to. I'm sorry I missed it. How was it? It was like we had, so it was the entire building. So there were probably about 100 people there. And we had so much food. And it I was just went amazing. down to get, just went down to get coffee. There are still plenty of burgers in the fridge. Yes, there and that's what I was going to tell you. Fridge. We have some Queen City sausage left over. We have some smash burgers left over. Jeff, if you want us to make you a little plate. Okay. It was very good. All right. Sounds like a plan. We'll put some pictures up. It was so much. I was like, wow, we really know how to throw a fun party. <laughs> Look at you guys in the fun committee. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that is kind of what you do, right? Yes. The fun committee's for. Also, the pressure is on because I sat with our general manager, Mike, while I was eating, and he was like, so what are you going to do next? Yeah. yeah. Was this, like, what's, what's next for fun? You're so, not going to keep making the donuts the same way, are you? We are not. But <laughs> I am right. going to tell you what I think is on the horizon. <laughs> what's that? Talent show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so start thinking about what you're going to perform. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we got a lot of other stuff to get you caught up on as well this morning. Uh, wouldn't you know it, Kelly Ripa, how long has she been on live? Y- years went by. Never had her own office or bathroom. I don't know how ins- she stood for this for that long. I know. You wouldn't think. Ah, do you know who I am? Also, Robert Downey Jr.'s used gum is on eBay. How much would you pay? Try $40,000. We have a lot to get you caught up on. The first e-news of the day is coming up straight ahead. But Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Uh, X-Files might be getting a, a crazy reboot from the director of Black Panther movies. Get to both those stories here in a bit, but first, let's begin this hour's e-news with the Nashville shootings yesterday. 
Yeah, this is kind of a very interesting story. Melissa Joan Hart, who I remember from... Not yesterday. It was the day before yesterday. Yes, two days ago. Sorry, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, wasn't yep. it? I think she was also on a Dancing with the Stars, and she did right. a lot of those like Nickelodeon shows when I was growing up. Yeah. But she and her husband actually helped guide some kids to safety after the deadly shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville on Monday. Do you live around that area? She does live uh, nearby, and then her kids actually go to a school nearby, and her and her husband were on their way to some conferences when it all happened. She posted on Instagram that she said she helped a class of kindergartners across a busy highway. They were climbing out of the woods and they were trying to escape the shooter situation at the school. So she said she helped all these tiny little kids cross the road and get to their teachers. She even helped one kid reunite with their mother. And she said, you know, I don't really know what to say anymore. Enough is enough. And just pray. Pray for their families. Mm. I know, it makes me emotional. Imagine, like, you're just driving, and all of a sudden, like, these little kids just come frantically running out of the woods, and they're super freaked out. I can't even imagine as a parent, too. And you have no idea what's going on. Right, you're just like, come on, come on, let's go. Right. And this is also crazy, Jeff. She noted that this is her second experience with the school shooting because her and her family used to live in Connecticut, which was close to Sandy Hook Elementary. Yeah, it's just... So sad. Is she, so is she working? Like, is she quit acting altogether and just living the quiet life in Nashville? Or? I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of celebrities settle in and around Nashville. I think because it's such a, it's an easy city to be able to travel to other places and also get work. Also right. tax-free living. Yeah, Tennessee is tax-free living. But I'm not sure what she's doing like these days. Like income tax. She yeah. was doing yeah. a series of those, like... Lifetime and Hallmark movies, you can see her in some of those. What would be really great is if she did a Cl- Clarissa Explains It All reboot. Reboot. <laughs> Remember that show? <laughs> well, Was she Sabrina the Teenage Witch, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Well, speaking of reboots, The X-Files is getting a reboot. We'll we'll tell you how and from who, plus Robert Downey Jr.'s $40,000 used gum, (laughs) among other things. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Amazon has a new feature that will alert customers about products that are frequently returned. Just to be clear, frequently returned doesn't mean that they're bad products. It just means that they're bought by people who are frequently drunk. (laughs) Authorities in California recently arrested a man who allegedly burglarized several optometry offices. Witnesses described the subject as a person between four and eight feet tall and very blurry. (laughs) Researchers developed new smart leggings that tell you when it's time to take a break from working out. (laughs) While your regular jeans tell you when it's time to get back to the gym. Whoa, bless you. Bless you. Ah, I felt that coming. They did a report last night on the news, Jeff, where they were talking about allergy season now is longer and stronger than ever. Is it now? Yep. Um, That because of the winter we had? Well, they said climate control does have something to do with it because things are blooming, I think. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, Kelly Ripa's been doing live for 22 years now. It was 22 years ago she took over for... Um, Kathy? Kathy Lee Gifford. Did she take over for Kathy? I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, know... Yeah, Kathy were... left to, you know, go on other things. The Today Show. Yeah, I don't think she was on the Today Show right away either. I think she's, you know, she doesn't... She doesn't do regular gigs all that long. She'll do them for a few years, and then she's like, nah, I, 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 I got to get out of the routine. I'm moving on. I, I got to pursue my, you know, there's all this creative stuff I want to do. I want to record. I want to tour. And then, uh, you know, and then she resurfaces or pops back up somewhere else. Well, when she left live, Kelly Ripa took over, and she sat next to Regis for years until he left. And she now makes around $20 million a year. Wow, good for her. But she didn't always have the kind of stroke she's got now. In fact, when she started as Regis Philbin's co-host, she didn't even have her own office. It took him four years to clean out a janitor's closet and put a desk in it so that she would have a place to put her things. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and I don't know if I believe that all the way. Like, how is her name on the show? And she doesn't even have anywhere to hang her coat. Well, she probably had her own dressing room, but she didn't have a office. Oh, yeah, office. they're like, "Well, you got the dressing room; just use the dressing room." Everybody, okay. but I'm sharing the dressing room with Regis and everybody else who works in this building. Yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, she, yeah, she also did not have her own bathroom for several years. She had to use the same one as the 250 audience members. No way. She says, "I, I." I have to host the show, and I'm still waiting in line to use the bathroom. That happened more than once, she said. That's on her. She needed to find a different bathroom. In addition to that chaos, Kelly was blindsided twice. She was blindsided twice on the air when both Regis and her replacement, Michael Strahan, left the show. Now, this I do believe because I remember all of the issues between her and Michael Strahan when he decided to quit, it just felt like he told her on the air and then her reaction was just like, are you like, are you seriously doing this right now? Yeah. Like she found out right before they went on the air. Yeah. I mean, how would you want that news delivered? You know, when, I mean, I mean, that's for the sake gonna of happen ratings, for all of us. <laughs> for the sake of ratings, I think you should tell us all on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Just spring it on. Yeah, you just start teasing it. You know, you yeah. start telling everybody, be listening at 720 today for Jeff's major life announcement. Yeah, did Kelly not see the promos that ran all day <laughs> the day before? Coming up on a very special yes. Kelly and Michael. She wasn't. She was in the bathroom line because she oh. was peeing with everyone yeah. else. <laughs> she missed it. <laughs> I really think maybe tell Tim and I, but then spring it on Jen. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> She said, had I known how difficult it would have been, I don't know that I would have gone for it. I I think my ignorance in that situation wound up being my blessing and my superpower, but I did not have an easy time in the beginning. Things are a lot better now, obviously. Uh, Kelly knew way in advance when Ryan Seacrest decided to leave, and I guess they're actually pretty close, those two, so it's all good. Yeah, they seem like they get along pretty well. Yeah. And it was ABC's idea to replace him with Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos, because everybody knows him. He's filled in on the show a million times. He obviously has good chemistry with Kelly. So, And if he quits, he's, she's going to know ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, that would be really great if they, he sprung they that lived, on her. They lived together. <laughs> I'm going to leave the show. The hell you are. I'm going to take my own car today, babe. <laughs> Wait, no. 
Look who's back. Everyone has a story. Oh, Kathy's here. <laughs> Different as hey, night and girl. day. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, you know who John Favreau is? He got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame back in February. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. actually christened his star with a piece of chewed gum, oh. which is kind of gross, but also a little bit funny. Yeah. Those two have a really great relationship. I didn't know that John Favreau did the um, Iron Man movies. And so that's how they became really good friends. It's okay. because. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I saw the first Iron Man movie. Was John Favreau in it, or did he no, direct? No, I think it? he's the director of oh, them. Yeah. He does I, a lot. He does a lot more stuff than I was aware of. Yeah, I thought he was just like a really great actor, but he does a ton of directing. I think he does all of the Mandalorian stuff, and that was actually like his idea. Like he wrote a bunch of episodes of oh, that. Wow. All right, so the gum from the star is actually on eBay now. It's there's a Canadian person that claims that it's the gum. They went over and picked it up, and they're selling it for about 40000 U.S. dollars. Who's got money? I don't. I'm, I'm low. Do you guys want yeah, any of this no, ABC I'm, gum? I'm good. The seller says that they went over to the ceremony right after, scooped it up, and put it in an airtight bag. And if you want, you can actually check it for DNA. But how huh. are you going to get Robert Downey Jr.'s DNA to test it? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, Is there anything that it, you would want from a celebrity, though, kind of like that? Like, I remember, like, um, when I was watching Elvis, the movie, he would hand out those scarves or he would hand out the towels. Right, so and, you got to sweat all over you. Know? Yeah, and a lot of people kind of wanted one of those, like, I mean, sweaty scarves. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head is maybe um, maybe one of Nick Cannon's kids. <laughs> Keep his a little, you know. Yeah, uh, memento. Yeah. He yeah. gave me a baby. <laughs> I mean, I've heard, heard stories about a lock of Marilyn Monroe's hair going for crazy amounts of money at auction. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, I can't think of anything. I think maybe ruby red slippers. I like the Wizard of Oz. It'd be cool to kind of own a pair of well, those. Well, yeah, like if it was a prop from a movie, like, a movie like not necessarily a body part. Or like something gross <laughs> or from or a celeb. DNA sample or something. Uh, okay. The X-Files is getting a reboot, courtesy of Black Panther director Ryan Coogler. Uh, Chris Carter is the creator of The X-Files, and he says Ryan's got his work cut out for him. He says, because, you know, we covered so much territory on that show. I think it was on for like 10 years or something like that. It was I didn't really even watch successful. that show. Did You watched it, though. I did. Weren't you, like, really into it? Yeah, I was really into it when it first came out. And I kind of fell away near the end when it just... You know, like all shows do, eventually, if they stay on too long, they kind of jump the shark. Uh, and it's it's sad that this will upset some people, but Chris Carter, the creator, also says the new version will have a diverse cast, whatever that means. There are no other details yet. In addition to the Black Panther movies, Kugler also directed Fruitvale Station and Creed. He also produced the other two Creed movies, plus Judas and the Black Messiah and Space Jam, A New Legacy. All right. We've been hearing about this for a while, Tim, and I know we've talked about it on the hot list, but it looks like Gwen Stefani and Carly Pierce, who is from Taylor Mill, they are going to do uh, debut their duet that they have together this coming up Sunday on the CMT Awards. Oh, very cool. So we've been hearing a little bit about that. They've been teasing it. Nobody really knows exactly what the song's going to be like or sound like, but I'm, I'm, I think there's going to be a lot of whining and wailing, <laughs> if you ask me. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> the other thing that's kind of interesting about the CMT Awards that are happening on Sunday is Alana Morissette is going to be there, and she's going to be singing You Oughta Know with, like, a bunch of other female artists. Interesting. It'll be fun to watch her sing that. A little country again. spin. Yeah, and I was telling you guys that I went to a Jagged Little Pill last night, which is in town, which is the Alanis Morissette, the musical. It's in town this week. So, so it's it not on- the story of her life. It's just a fabricated story that uses so her music. Yeah, so it's like a, it's like kind of like a play, but then they put her music into it as the musical parts. It's very good. You should go see it. Check it out. Okay, there was a song that came out a million years ago. It was 1982. It's a song by Billy Joel called Allentown. Love that song. That's probably my favorite Billy Joel song. All right, so let's let's play samples. Well, we're living here in Allentown. And they're closing all the It was a huge hit, and uh, it's about a steel mill closing, which devastated the area. Bethlehem Steel, mm-hmm. which devastated the area, and a lot of people lost their jobs. And it's a song really about just just the industrial decay of mm-hmm. that time. And more than 40 years later now, the current mayor of Allentown, Matt Turk, says he and residents are tired of hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's just, it's so wrong. Like, I, I don't know how it felt in 1982, but it just, Allentown does not feel like that now. I honestly have a hard time saying it's getting hard to stay because it's not hard to stay. It's hard to leave. Allentown is a great town. But, you know, to put it in context with the time, like one of the biggest recording artists of all time was supporting the town during hard times, the people mm-hmm. and the town during hard times. That's a historical piece now. Exactly. So, you know, I get that maybe they don't like the way it represents the town. I see that. But also taking it in the con- you know in the spirit of the intent of that song billy joel was even quoted back in 1983 when they were asking him about it uh he says i know people who would move to places like this to these boom towns you know they were promised a job and it didn't work out and the whole romanticism of unions and factories had gone right down the toilet in that time but it's still a hopeful song and what i'm saying is it's getting hard to stay here but we're american and we're going to stick it out we have hope but we don't have that limitless boundless future outlook that maybe our parents had after the war there's been a monkey wrench thrown into the works. And it was just a commentary on that. Hmm. Still a great song. Yeah, agreed. All right. This is a huge um, and completely not backed up rumor. Ooh, but I heard I, this. <laughs> but I if, saw this. But I, if I didn't tell you about it, you would be like, what? But we are hearing a little bit of uh, underground rumbling that the reason Reese Witherspoon is getting divorced is because she is dating Tom Brady. Really? That's just a rumor. Wow. I mean, I don't see those two together. Not maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, she's. I would. I I, I am an American (laughs) citizen. I mean, it's odd that she is getting divorced after eleven years. He's recently, you know, he's been single. I think they would make really a cute couple, but I don't know if there's any. There's they haven't been hanging out or anything together. Yeah, how would they? I wonder how they would be if they just kind of hung out. Yeah, you know, just saw each like? other, and you know, uh, I think she likes football. Oh yeah, does she? Yeah. All right. 
And then one other thing, I found this very interesting, Jeff. Jeremy Renner, who we talked about earlier this year, remember he had that very mm-hmm. horrible, tragic snow accident. Yeah, how's he doing? Um, he's doing so much better. He's actually going to attend the premiere of his new series, uh, Renovations, which is kind of the Reno show that he's mm-hmm. doing. And that's going to happen on April the 11th. So he's going to be at the premiere of that. That'll be kind of the first time we really get to lay eyes on him and see how he is doing. Okay. And a lot of people are asking why, why Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler was at the Taylor Swift show in Las Vegas. <gasps> is this an Easter egg? Are they going to do a collab? Is he a Swifty? Taylor and Black Sabbath? Well, he has grandkids. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Laura. Hi. How are you guys this morning? Doing great. Good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm on my way to Duncan for breakfast this morning. Sweet. Tell him I said <laughs> Hi. I sure will. Jeff highly recommends the uh, Midnight Blend. Isn't that what you're having oh, these days? Oh, I love the Midnight <laughs> Blend, yeah. I'm actually going for Irish cream this morning. Yeah. Excellent choice. Excellent. All right, Laura, here is the deal. Three headlines, two fake, one real. It's faker for real. You get the real headline, you're going to go to the Cyclones game on Saturday night. Is the real headline A, a man is arrested for breaking into his neighbor's house and stealing his VHS collection. He wants to open a new video store. Is it B, a man is arrested at Fountain Square for painting his body red and jumping into the fountain in anticipation of opening day? Or is it C, a man stole someone's suitcase at baggage claim and was found wearing their clothes? I'm going to say C. It is C. Congratulations. Yeah, I I mean, I grant you that a lot of suitcases look the same, so you may have stood at baggage claim and worried that someone may get your bag by by mistake. I've actually started to pick up a bag by mistake, and then I realize, oh, those aren't my tags. Especially the black ones. It's like they all seem to be bought at the same TJ Maxx. Yeah, and that's what I got. (laughs) I'm serious. But then you have people who will take it on purpose. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And in this case, a man was arrested after he stole a suitcase from baggage claim in Atlanta, and he was found because the owner of the bag had an air tag tracking device in the suitcase. The, the guy had been waiting for his bag to show up. It never did. So he looked at the air tag app on his phone and realized it was not where it was supposed to be. It had been taken. So he contacted security, uh, which did him absolutely no good. They weren't able to do much. So over the next day, he all he could do was follow the tracking information himself and then confronted the thief. Oh, he did it himself? With a, Well, he did it with a police officer. Oh, that's good. Uh, at the time, and this is, the thief is wearing his jeans and shirt. Ah. No way. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. So I, I guess the owner got all his stuff back, which is good. I'm going to baggage claim and all that. I'm trying to look for my luggage. I'm standing there for like 
30-something minutes or so, not seeing it. And eventually, I pulled my phone out because I have an air tag in my luggage. After I seen that, it was not in the airport. It was actually in Grady. This still going right here. I have a tracking device in here, and I tracked it here to you. And you have my shirt on. That's insane. My shirt and my jeans. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How crazy. So. I think that happens a lot in Atlanta. I had a friend of mine that she went to Atlanta for a conference, and when she was, like, getting going to get her bag, it was gone. She waited and waited, and they had video footage of someone else rolling it out of the place. Now, there you go. Yeah. Uh, this this thief was charged with theft, unlawful removal of baggage, and trespassing. Sounds like he just walked into the airport, took the bag, but it's un, unclear exactly what went down. But uh, for what it's worth, the airport claims there are officers there to prevent people from taking bags that aren't theirs. But if you fly regularly, you know you know that no one's closely monitoring who's taking what yeah. at baggage claim. Did you, when you flew to New York... Like, when you're in New York, you have to have your actual, they won't let you pull it. Like, when you fly into Newark and sometimes JFK, they won't let you remove it from the baggage area. You got to show your baggage tag and make sure it matches your uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, but even that's kind of hard to monitor, too, Mm -hmm. sometimes. They're just like, yeah, okay. All right. You got one? Come on. (laughs) Uh, Coming up, this is a great time if you're a short, bald guy. And we'll explain why. That... Plus, a great alternative sleep spot you might want to consider. Ooh, okay. Yeah. We got that, plus the rest of the day's news that didn't make the news coming up. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. You may beat your all-time personal record. (laughs) How are they doing? I saw he, um, so you know the movie Air, I believe it's coming out. If it's not this week, it's next week. It's the Michael Jordan story. And recently, Ben Affleck was walking the red carpet for, and he was just gushing about her. Oh, how right. in love he is! How wonderful is she is to be around? Okay, because of course, you know, everybody's like, "How's J Lo?" Oh, oh she's, she's magnificent. Wonder- yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's J Lo. So, what do you think? I mean, I'm the luckiest man alive. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would you want to be married to more than J Lo? Maybe Matt Damon. Yeah, I mean, no offense. I'm sure she's very nice. <laughs> Who do you think Ben Affleck loves more, Matt Damon or Jennifer Lopez? Matt Damon. <laughs> I mean, they have a banking account together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just talked about. That. I wonder how J Lo feels about that. How does J Lo feel about that? Uh, it is Wednesday, the 29th of March, 2023. And if you're just joining us, this is your news that didn't make the news this morning. And if you're a short guy who's losing his hair. Congratulations. You've got the total package. A new poll from dating.com found it's actually a great time to be short, bald, and single. Check it out. A third of people currently looking for a man said that being bald and under five foot seven would have no impact on their decision to date them. So, I mean, if you click and you got chemistry and you're a, you know, decent enough guy. I love a good bald dude. You got a shot. Absolutely. 36% also said they'd feel more comfortable making the first move on a guy who is short or missing some hair on top. So you might not even have to do anything. Just stand by the bar and put out a vibe. <laughs> this Just is great. Just stand there and have your Bud Light or yeah. whatever you're drinking. Sure. Yeah, I, I've always really liked bald guys. Every time you say that, I think of... You, Trey Diggs. 
Oh, Tay Diggs. Or Tay oh, Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, yeah, Tay Diggs. Yes. He's definitely on my list. Because I know he's on your list. I love That's why him. I don't know who he is, but you do. I also like Chris Maloney. He's a bald oh, yeah. guy. Kenny Chesney is a bald dude. All these people are very, very good looking. When Channing Tatum shaved his head, whoa. So, like, when Scott's hair gets a little too long, you send him to the barber? I, You know, he is one of those people that religiously gets a cut every two weeks. Same time, same place. Same, you know what I mean? Yeah. His niece started doing his hair because she graduated from school, and now he goes every two weeks on, like, Wednesday night or whatever. I mean, sure enough, he could probably just run yeah. over it himself with a razor, no? He is very particular about his hair. And his niece is the only person he trusts to do it. I mean, he he has evolved to her, but, man, he it took him a while to get there. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this last stat seems a little backhanded, though. According to the poll, one benefit of dating a guy who is short and bald is that he probably won't cheat on you. Seventy-two <laughs> percent said they'd be less worried their man would cheat on them if he was short, bald, or seen as the less attractive one in the relationship. Which doesn't make sense because it feels like, due to this story, he's a very sought-after commodity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guys, you know, from a guy's standpoint, for, from a heterosexual guy's standpoint, he's okay with being the less attractive one as long as he gets the piece he wants, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Overall, though, 63% of singles said personality is more important to them than looks. So Yeah, but you remember, too, like all the sitcoms, like a lot of the sitcom guys are also oh, yeah. bald. <laughs> it was the CBS uh, like, yeah. template for a while. It was yes. like beautiful woman, kind of overweight, Bald, dopey, husband. dopey right. white guy is the husband. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> during yeah, that, about as TV formulaic as it got. Yeah, all I can think of during that story though is George Costanza, <laughs> so, short and bald. I think in uh, Jim Belushi and <laughs> oh, yeah. Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was that? What show was that other in? show that he that she? Um, I don't remember what that show was called, but there was a oh, what was his name? Was it Mike and Molly? Mike and Molly, oh, yeah. Mike he and was Molly. kind of like a little balder. King of Queens. King of Queens is what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball's opening day is tomorrow. We are excited about Red's opening day. And someone conducted a poll on the best and worst baseball mascots. And I am pleased to report that Mr. Redlegs at least made the top 20. Yes, coming in at number 17. Mr. Redlegs. They showed a thousand people a series of head-to-head mascot matchups, and people picked the best one in each matchup. And afterward, they looked at which ones performed the best across all the voting. And America's favorite mascot is actually Paws from the Detroit Tigers. Paws is nice. Met Paws a few times. I feel like the Philly fanatic should have been a little higher on this list. Is that the green thing with the horn nose? Yeah. Crazy eyes. Yes. Yeah. He always wins, like you know most out there crazy mascot uh runners up were clark the cub from the chicago cubs and tc bear from the minnesota twins um but yeah the the probably the most famous mascot the philly fanatic from philadelphia came in 10th place yeah but i would also argue jeff that um, mr Redlegs. i wish that they would have done this with like gapper or rosie and see how she would have done because she is just darling or include all three i love her Make a little competition. Uh, in last place was the Swinging Friar from the San Diego Padres. I don't even know who that is. Second worst is Slider from the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they ranked 27 mascots with the main one from each team. 
Three teams don't have a mascot. The Yankees, Dodgers, and the Angels don't have a mascot. You know, come to think of it, yeah, they don't have a mascot. wonder why. For what it's worth. Maybe the Yankees feel like they're too cool. They're paying all the big bucks to keep those <laughs> players there. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but more than half of baseball fans think those teams should get a mascot. And the Reds are one of the only teams I know that has four. Mm-hmm. Mr. Redlegs, Mr. Red, Gapper, and Rosie. Yes. They're fighting for the job, man. Uh, meanwhile, we got a story here about how creative we'll get to avoid paying for overpriced booze. A woman in Australia, her name is Alexandria Funnel. She is going viral after she posted a video from a Bon Iver concert this month. She and her friend didn't want to wait in line at the bar and overpay for drinks, so she bought a loaf of sourdough bread, hollowed it out, and hid a bottle of wine in it. And I wouldn't have believed it had I not seen a photo. I guess the venue doesn't let you bring your own alcohol. But they will let you bring in an entire loaf of bread. bread. They will allow food. I just really love a good rye when I'm jamming out. That's what I was thinking, too. what? Like, of all the things that you're permitted to bring into the, you know, You know what I love with my hipster music? Just a giant loaf of raisin bread. You know? Ma'am, what are you going to make with that? Sandwiches. Her TikTok video shows her pouring a glass of wine from the bread while she and her friend laugh. She told a reporter that already spent $200 per ticket. All they wanted to do was save a little money. Let me just say, if she snuck that in, that's on you now, dude. You know what I'm saying? Security, just... Have her in the private room or whatever, but let her consume it. Let her let her chug that pumpernickel pinot and, and <laughs> yes. get back to the show. <laughs> and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bread did not go to waste, by the way. She says she took the bread home and made garlic bread after the well, show. there you go. How yeah. lovely. It's funny. A, a few people in the comments section were sharing their own tricks. One person said they once filled a, a water bottle with whiskey, put it in a Pringles can, and added a few chips on top to hide it. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, Coming up, a great alternative sleep spot. This is something that Jen might actually want to consider. Her cats may be on to something. All right. What is it? And the one phrase every parent should use on their kid as news that didn't make the news continues. First, to check the roads, we got Denise here now with your latest traffic. Seven thirty-five, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q one hundred and two. Still got some fog out there, at least here in the Oakley area. Man, I cannot see across the street. I can see, oh, well, I can see headlights. That's it is really it. set in over mm-hmm. here, Jeff. Yeah, we're we're in a little. Uh, what is this? Like a little valley, a little mini valley. We're in here in Oakley. Is there water by here? Like Bottom a, of the hill. Well, the river. Yeah, yeah kind of got that little river moving. What behind us? Oh, like a little creek by the railroad track. Yeah, a little gotcha, creek. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, some people need to be in a bed to fall asleep. I'm kind of like that. I'm not a very good sleeper, so I'm very anxious to hear this story. Couch. Oh, yeah. I I was sitting in the couch yesterday, <laughs> and I was out for about 20 minutes. You have no problem sleeping anywhere. If there is anyone that I know that could lay down or even sit at any given moment and just pass out cold, it's you. No. Cat was getting groomed. I was waiting on the groomer. And I sat on the couch for a second, looked at my phone. The next thing I know, I woke up. It was 20 minutes later, the doorbell was ringing. He falls asleep when he's getting his teeth cleaned. 
I Did have. you know that, Jeff I, or Tim? I can't do that. Same. Maybe I could really, when you get your hair cut and they're like kind of. Scalp massaging. You know, they're doing your hair and it kind of feels good. I could maybe, on the yeah. right afternoon, ease into a little bit of a purr. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I woke up 20 minutes later. I was good to go. I'm like, all right, let's hit it. Totally refreshed. Next item. A recent survey asked people for their alternative sleep spots, and 51% claimed on the couch. Yeah, I think that's kind of like if I can't sleep very well at all or whatever, then I absolutely will go to the couch. You know what is also really nice in the summer on a not really humid day is to put put out a big blanket in the yard, and there's something about laying on the the grass, the grass, the crunchy. Like part. even though you're on a blanket, yeah. I don't know. Forty four percent said they'll also catch some Z's on the carpet or a rug. Yeah, when I was a kid, I could just lay down on the floor and yeah. be good. You find that all the time with kids. All of a sudden, they're real quiet, and you're like, "Where are they? Yep. They're just passed out." Forty three percent said an armchair works. Thirty six percent said at a table or a desk. <laughs> One time, Jen and I were in this in the old studio with Jeff, and he had his feet. He put them right up on the console there, and he, he just passed he out was cold gone. for like ten yep, minutes. Yep, just fold my arms, put my head down. I was out. Yeah, we were all just like working on our own little individual products, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Is he asleep?" The I breathing changed. Taking a little cat nap. It happens. Yep. Back to work. <laughs> uh, and then thirty uh, percent said on top of laundry. I'm assuming that's clean laundry. No? No. I would think that this would be like a pile in the corner of the room that oh. you just kind of like lay down on. Okay. If it's clean, I mean, wouldn't it be kind of in a, uh, what's that called? Like a basket? Yeah. Yeah, a little laundry basket. I yeah. could see if you were like sitting on the couch and you were folding it. And, and the, you just and nestle the, right into the socks. Yeah, and the folded <laughs> piles were kind of there on the ottoman and next to you on the couch. I'm just telling you what I do. Yep. Yeah, and same. then all, all of a sudden you're like just going down. Yeah. <laughs> that must be something about people that are off during the day doing laundry. Like I as well, Tim, will just have like a huge just, basket. Just surrounding pull into, me. Pull it into the living room and then I just kind of like fold and match socks. Hmm. All right, here's a phrase that every parent, this is is from a parenting expert. A parenting expert says there's one phrase every parent should use on their kid, and it's a trick to connect with your kid in five seconds. A parenting expert who's big on social media says there's one phrase every parent should say to their kid, especially when they're young. All right. It can make make the kid trust you more. Uh, It can make your kid even... uh, Clean up their bad behavior. Mm, lay it on me. She says, look at them and say this. It can be really hard to be a kid, right? Yeah. You don't need to memorize what I just said word for word. Anything close to that is fine. Like, man, it must be tough being you, right? It must be tough being a kid. It must be tough being your age. I could see that really resonating with kids. I like, feel- especially right now. My kid's almost six. And if I said that to her, she'd be like, yeah. You know, she would tell me it is. I feel I feel like someone has said it to me as a kid, but more in a sarcastic way. Yeah, it's really tough being you, Real huh? tough being a kid. I think I detect a little sarcasm from you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also think that, you know, the whole point of that is, and it's just about validating how they're feeling. Because we want them to, like, you know... Suck it up and stop crying or, you know, ooh, bad day. Right. You know, kids, you know, there is 
it is actually possible that not getting extra recess time ruins their whole day. Mm-hmm. Whole day. I mean, that is actually something that can happen. Now, I know life as a six-year-old is really hard, but try being a 46-year-old. Oh, no, <laughs> no, don't say that. No. They just want to be heard and understood. You're like, yeah, that's tough. And I get it. A bad day, that that's their moment. That They're only at that point in life, so they mm-hmm. have, that's a bad day to them. It is. Yeah. And sitting next to David Lux and Kristen Foyd Allen, third grade. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> day. That, that wrecked me. Oh, yeah. I know my daughter said the other day I picked her up from school and she someone in, in her class had said to her, you're the worst person in the world. And it was because, I don't know, they weren't sharing an art supply or a toy or something. I have no idea. But that did wreck her for like the whole day. Wow. And it was the first thing she said to me when she got in the car. I cried at school today. I was like, why? What happened? Like, tell me everything. And so she started telling me about the situation. And then, you know, we had a really good chat about it. And now, of course, they've moved on and become friends again. But also it's like, but it's also one of those things where they want to be heard and understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the point, to show them that you understand their point of view, that you're on their side um, by saying, you know, gosh, it must be really hard to be a kid, right? It also tells them, I get that life is complicated, even, even at your age. And that it's normal. Uh, you're connecting to a reality that very few adults actively name for their kids. And she's just saying that, sort of conveying that sentiment helps them feel seen. And when that happens, behavioral problems dramatically tend to improve. Mm-hmm. Great tip. I like that. There you go. Learn something new every day, right? I just said they were just showing going at the Paltrow uh, in the courtroom again. And this, you know, at this, any other like Joe Schmo that had a collision with someone on his, it would never get this kind of attention or this amount of time. This thing was supposed to last, what, a week, if that, if they hadn't settled? And now we're into our second week, I think, of it, right? Didn't it kick off at the end of last week? Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is, is that it has turned into just this. He said, she said kind of back and forth between her and the other skier. Yeah, I'm, I I just, I, well, I guess it's not that surprising. They can't have ca- cameras everywhere, but I'd really love to know, like, what really happened in that case? They had some kind of physics expert in there yesterday, I guess, who said that, of course, he's testifying on behalf of Gwyneth Paltrow. So, you know, of course, he's going to say that the law of physics just don't add up in his favor. Mm-hmm. But uh, on another kind of related note, Ski resorts in California have so much snow right now. I saw this. This is crazy. Because of all the rain they've had. So the higher elevations, they got all the snow. The ski resorts are staying open through June. What? Because it's been snowing out there? Because there's just so much of it. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Summer skiing in California. We're going to California in May. We were going to go to wine country, and uh, we were renting a house in Sebastopol, but now I'm rethinking it. Maybe we should go skiing. Yeah, that's one of those states that you can go to the beach during the day or go skiing during the day and the beach at night and vice versa. (laughs) Jack is looking for a second date update with a woman named Whitney. Hi, Jack. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Yourself? I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, I guess I could be better. Uh, I just kind of was hoping for some answers on a on a date that I had recently with someone. 
Yeah, that's what we like to do on Second Date Update is provide answers at the very least. And in some cases, we're able to actually get a second date out of it. So we'll see what we can do. You want to take us from the beginning and tell us how you met Whitney and how that first date went? Sure. I had met her online. Uh, I met her through Bumble. And uh, we were talking for a little while. So I gathered that everything was going pretty well going into this date. We went out for drinks, had some Italian and uh, I thought it was a really good date, to be honest, because we mutually had this uh, this chemistry, that, this natural chemistry, you know? Uh, we talked a lot. Uh, she would ask questions. I would ask questions. And it was pretty transparent from what it seemed like. Lots of back and forth. And, um, I mean, I don't know what happened because it, it seemed pretty much like it was a 50-50. And we covered a lot of topics, like a lot of touchy subjects, like you're not supposed to talk about politics or, you know, the craziness that's going on with COVID. It's but, hard to avoid these days, you know. It's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Um, we even talked about, like, even touchier subjects, but... uh I was glad to just, like, be with someone who I could just have, or, like, a rational discussion with. And, you know, even, even despite with all the serious stuff, we, we got to talk about the funny things, our families, work. It was a great time. So at the end of the date, I, I walked her to her car, and uh, we bumped elbows with our masks on. So yeah. I just kind of wanted to respect her because that's, she didn't really want to go in for a hug. I understand. But um, I don't know. I, Were you I, feeling I, I, beyond this great give and take back and forth? Let me ask the obvious question. Were you attracted to her? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you feel she was attracted to you in that way? Yeah. You know, it, it's it's definitely like uh, there's a distinguishment when you actually look at someone in the eye and then – you almost look like you want to kiss them. You know what I mean? Like we had sure. that type of yeah, moment. We had that type of chemistry. Oh. So, so you were feeling that from her. I, I at least I I thought that you know, but I've been trying to text her, and for those few times that I have, she hasn't even responded. Like uh, I could see that she read them, which is mm. you know sort of rude. Yeah. But I, I was just hoping that maybe you guys could have a better chance at luck. You know, I'm bad at that, too, because, like, I'll get a text or I'll get a message and I open it, I read it, and I do intend to get back to that person, but I can't right in that moment. And then I just I get distracted and I forget about it. I mean, maybe she is intentionally avoiding you, but that does happen. Yeah. But how long have you been texting her and she's not been responding? It's been about a week. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well. When you talk about all the touchy subjects you felt comfortable enough to go to, it's all well and good if you are sort of on the same page, but did at any point you feel like you lost her on any particular topic? Like, oh, we were talking about politics, we were talking about COVID or shutting restaurants down or whatever, and then the energy changed. Well, do you think she really agreed with you or you were in alignment with her on all of these things, or was she just agreeing to avoid a debate? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's possible that she might have just agreed just to, you know, quell any arguments if if they were to arise. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a pretty uh, logical guess. I mean, I I really don't know because, you know, she kind of played it off pretty well. That's kind of where I was hoping you guys would come in. Hopefully, you know, I could see where I went wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was her. I, I, I really don't know. Okay. She gave you the eyes. Did you... 
follow through on the look, you know? Not beyond the elbow bump, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it obviously didn't really transcend too well if, if it ended like that, you know. Okay, but just double-checking. Maybe she was disappointed you didn't go for it. Maybe. I, I just didn't want to pressure anything that, you know, didn't need to happen. I mean, sometimes the first date, it's a little bit more classy. And then, you know, maybe the second date. Because some, some people just don't engage like that on the first date. They just want to see if you're worthwhile for the second or the third. Some things that are worth waiting for take time. Are you a pretty experienced dater? Is this something you've done a lot? It sounds like he is. I mean, I, I've had a lot of long-term relationships, and I just got out of one recently. So I would say that this is the first one in a little while. Okay. I can't really say that I've... Uh, I'm an experienced dater. I mean, I've only dated two people for a very long period of time. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Then why don't we do this? We'll take a break. When we come back, we will call Whitney, and we'll ask her, what'd you think of Jack? How'd the date go? Any chance of ever seeing him again? Yeah, I, w- I would like that. Then stick around. We'll do that next. As we continue, Jeff and Jen, second date update on Cincinnati's Q102. <laughs> So Jack meets Whitney on Bumble. They go out for drinks, have some Italian. There's a natural chemistry, as Jack describes it. Great conversation, good back and forth. They cover all kinds of topics, from the lighthearted to the serious, but it all felt good. Jack was even sensing a bit of longing from Whitney. Yeah, yes there was. So after walking her to her car and the elbow bump, they say goodbye. Jack's assuming he'll hear from her again, and uh, he's reached out a few times via text, but there's been zero response from her. Nothing. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to call Whitney and see if we can't figure out why she's been blowing off Jack. Hello. Hi, is this Whitney? Yes, who's this? Whitney, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> We're doing good. Jeff and Jen from, like, the radio? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim's here. whole gang's here. Morning. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, are you calling for one of those second date things? We are indeed. It's your turn. Oh, my God. I was hoping that this one would just kind of, like go away and I wouldn't have to deal with it again. This one as in the person where I think you're speaking of? Yeah, I've had a couple like bad first dates recently, but is this the guy? He's like kind of mopey sounding (laughs) and like, I don't know. He just sounds like he's sad. Yeah, I don't know. One could argue. It's all very subjective. Well, I would say that he's not an overly enthusiastic speaker. He sounds very nice, very intelligent. Yeah. I assume we're talking about Jack. Yeah, no, he very nice he's very well he's he's very smart like he's very intellectually smart um i don't know i just question like his street smarts and and his judgment i don't know can you tell us why Um, you say that because he said you two had a great conversation covered a variety of topics even talked about the sensitive ones and we were speculating maybe there, there was something you disagreed on but didn't vocalize it yeah no we did we like, the date started out really great. We had really, really great conversation, great eye contact, like, great connection. And, you know, like, sometimes you have first dates and you're like, hmm, I'm not going to tell this person about X, Y, and Z until maybe date six, right? Oh, boy. 
But he told me something that happened, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And he was like 24. And I know that people can change. And I, I'm assuming he's changed. Um, I don't know. It just, it was pretty big to me personally. It might not be big to other people, but he used to teach high school. And when I asked him, I was like, oh, why don't you teach high school anymore? And he said that he was forced to resign because he got caught dating one of his students. And I asked him if he had been sleeping with her, and he said, yeah. And, like, maybe to somebody else this would have been fine, but... Dating a student while she was still in school, or had she, like, grad... She was a former student that graduated. No. No, she did not, she had not graduated yet. And I know this is super weird and like super small world, but I dated my high school English teacher, but after I graduated high school and I just like, there's so much like personal trauma from that, that I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Don't you guys ever watch any Lifetime movies? <laughs> Why? What happens in the Lifetime movies? Well, they remake all of these real life stories with the teacher. Yeah. student thing oh yeah you know yeah wow okay it was a lot like again maybe it wouldn't be a lot for somebody else but it was a lot for me and i just i can't i'm not going to be able to move past that yeah jack you want to respond i mean i understand why it would be like a cringy situation but again like i said she was 18 years old she is an illegal adult and i also told you it wasn't a good move. It wasn't a good use of judgment on my part. I know I should have waited until she was graduated, but that's what happens when you're young. I mean, I was 24 and I was stupid, but like, I, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to like, you know, suffer because of a stupid decision. Like we we're both adults. It was 10 years ago. Yeah. Are, are you, should you be judged for the rest of your life for something you did when you were 24? That may not have been illegal, but... Some would argue highly unethical. Yes, unethical, immoral. And I just, like, for me, he was in a position of power. And the context of that, and for him not to recognize that he had this influence over someone, and, you know, maybe or maybe she wasn't a willing participant, but still, like, when you're that young and you're that impressionable, it's just, you know, you have this, like hero worship and all your teachers are hot at that age sometimes at least Mm -hmm. for me right like so i don't know i just i can't do that again i can't i can't do that well we appreciate your honesty whitney and thank you for laying that out for us in such an articulate way i do have to give him credit though for fessing up to that on a first date yeah i mean that's you want to talk about being um honest and vulnerable and forthcoming i do give you credit for that thanks i uh I mean, I understand where she's coming from. Whitney's right. You guys are right. But how do you guys think I should go about it in future dates? I mean, when you told her, did you come out and and say, you know, so she asks you, why did you leave teaching? Did you say, well, you know what? I made a horrible um, judgment call. I did something that I regret terribly. And then explain what happened and how it ha- happened. I mean, did you, did you did you go through all of that, or did you just say, "Well, I was dating one of my students"? And- By the way, 
<laughs> point of interest here. Yeah, and I mean, how long did that relationship last? I mean, after you were found out, did the relationship end? Did you continue to see her? Did it become like a long-term deal? Yeah, it was pretty much short-term. You know, towards the summer, it just kind of fizzled out once everything hit the fan. It, uh, I was in a very dark place in my life uh, at that point, you know, losing your job, something that you worked hard for for many years, and it just gets taken away from you because of, you know, really crappy judgment call well this is obviously not something that you want to wait to tell someone until you've been in a relationship for months or years but i don't know you think yeah i acknowledge the fact that people grow but it's not something i would wait too long to tell i'm not saying you got to tell them on the first date but if they find out years in the relationship and you never told them uh, the optics don't look great right but jack we appreciate you putting yourself out there and for coming on Second Date Update, best of luck to you. And Whitney, thank you for agreeing to talk to us. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care and good best luck. Best of luck to you both. Take care. Okay. Uh, if we can do a Second Date Update for you, shoot us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. 1K letter of the day is next. Hey, Nora, what's cooking? Oh, nothing. Tell me you're not driving in this fog now that you're off the road safe and sound. Nah, yeah, I'm at home working today. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, I, I left the house in Kenwood, and I started when I st- got past Red Bank. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of foggy. First, I thought it was kind of misty, and I'm like, no, th- this is definitely fog. And then as I got off a ridge to come here, uh, the closer I got to the station, the thicker the fog was. And right. it's just now starting to lift a little bit. Like, I, it's still out there, but I, I, at least I can see across the street now, which yeah. I couldn't Better, earlier. Yeah. yeah. So the perils of having a commute to work, Nora. <laughs> right. You don't have to worry. You, you, so were you working I out of I usually do. I was going to ask. So you're not working from home every day? No, I actually have COVID right now, so I have to stay home. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. How you feeling? Everything going okay? Today's been the better day. Yeah, it's been pretty rough. Yeah, what is the, so the current, like, uh, incarnation of COVID these days, like, what what is it? Is it, is it like in your chest? Is it in your uh, name? Honestly, I, I was just really, really tired, and now I'm, like, really congested, so. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really run a fever or anything like that until a couple days into it. So I really didn't feel any difference in like the flu until yeah. I mean, recently. Yeah. Did yeah. you? Is this your first time? Uh, yes, it is actually. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, well, I know. I, I've had it three times, and I will say that the third most time that I had it in December, it did feel different from each of the other times that I've had it. Yeah. Has it gotten easier each time you've had it? So yes and no. The first time I had it, I like to say we had the OG version, which was when the original COVID came yeah, out. Yeah, that like was rough. That you, you were me. down. And, yeah, and was, Scott was in really bad yeah, shape. Yeah, that was really hard for probably about seven days for me, for probably about 14 to 15 for him. The second time, it was just like half a day. But then when I had it in December, I was like, I just am not feeling right. And the fatigue is what really hit me that time. Yeah. Well, I hope you feel better sooner than later. But I'm glad you're well enough to play the 1K letter of the day. Me too. 
<laughs> so well, I'm going to open up this envelope. We're going to see what letter you got. But if you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with a letter we're about to reveal, you win $1,000. Awesome. All right. Let's see what you got here. Oh, you got a good one. You got the letter R. All right. right. Yeah. That could be good. What was what's what's the uh, what's the thing they give you that starts with the letter R when you got COVID? Wasn't there like a drug or something Wasn't they were it treating? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Ivermectin. <laughs> I was, was trying to one? come up with something. I was trying to spark an idea. I don't know. Well, I got thirty seconds on the clock. Nevertheless, that's R. Yep. So we'll uh, start the timer after I read the first question. Nora, are you ready with the letter R? Yes. All right. If you can't think of an answer, pass quickly. Don't use same answer okay. more than once. I'm ready okay. when you are. All right. Here we go. Nora, a way to show affection. Rubbing your back. Something gray. Rolls Royce. A girl's name. Rihanna. A singer. <sighs> RuPaul. A body part. Rib. So, a city in Ohio. Pass. A metal. Pass. A spice. Rosemary. A country. Pass. Something made of wood. Rugby. Stick. Uh, rugby stick. Russia. Russia. Rugby yeah. stick. Retina. Uh, you said rib, but that was good. I don't think there is a rugby stick. Whatever. There, I'm sure there is. Okay. In somebody's somebody's arsenal of sports stuff. Somebody's got a closet full of rugby. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I was thinking lacrosse. I said rugby. It happened. You're yeah. You're pretty good at this, Nora. You did all you right. Did great. You were really quick, girl. That when you got to like number six, I was like, she might win this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. What about a medal? Rust. Oh. I wouldn't take rust. Rhubarb. Rebar. Rebar. Oh, oh rebar. rebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that would have been great. Afterwards. Dang, right. if you would have said that, I would have been totally just in awe of you. Wow. Hey, if you're this good when you are when you got COVID. Yeah, because I'll tell you, that's part of it. When The first time I had COVID, the fog. Oh, my word. Like, just, you felt like, almost like, am I even in this body? What was the other one you were going to say, Tim? Uh, city in Ohio. I just thought of oh, Red, Redding. Redding. Oh, Redding, yeah. yeah. That would have been good. Right. Ross. Oh. Yeah. Ross. Hey. So how many days into this are you? This is my third. All right. So. All right. Well, hopefully yeah. you're no, coming I through. I don't know. I've lost track. Yeah, yeah. right. I think it might be my third. Hopefully you're coming through but, on the other side of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Today's been the best day so far. So. Good. Keep but hydrating. Yes. Thank you. All right, kid. Feel better. Thanks, Laura. Right. Take it easy. Thanks. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. All right, 824. Got video of a groom saying his wedding vows. Mm-hmm. This video has racked up over 18 million views on TikTok. Wow, what did he do that was so wonderful? Was it sweet? Was, was it was funny? Or did funny? he yeah. totally butcher it? Uh, <laughs> it was not because he was tender and loving. Oh, no. He is so focused on bedroom activities that <gasps> it kind of becomes embarrassing and cringy. Uh-oh. And by the way. I wonder how she feels. Was his, his mom is the efficient. Oh, God. Oh, that's skeezy. Yeah, even she was uncomfortable. Only two things are required to keep me happy. Keep my belly full and my empty. Oh so you're God. amazing at half of it. We really need to get you some cooking lessons. 
Even when my belly isn't full, there is no one I could ever love more in this lifetime, unless I actually get a chance to meet Margot Robbie. <laughs> Since the beginning, I was always told, life gets even better when the kids fall asleep and you tell me to come to the bedroom. <laughs> Nothing's better than the sound of gagging and headboard slamming. Michael. P.S. Since you're so good at making decisions like Mary and me, oh you can choose God. whether tonight's going to end with being a toaster, strudel, or a Twinkie. <laughs> being that I am his mom, I will deal with him later. He is grounded. By all means. Gross. Oh, my God. Oh Two my things God. are going to happen. My dad would be mortified. Two things are going to happen with this relationship. Oh One, they're both really people with great senses of humor, and that's their thing. Okay. Or... This will be an unfortunate divorce within the first two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two? I'm thinking like eight months. <laughs> We're going to Nolman all the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I mean, even his mom is like, Michael. Yeah. Ew. Like, the first one, if he would have just said that horrible joke about the dinner and the, you know, and then stopped it after Margot Robbie, I, I maybe would have given him a little bit of a free pass. But, man. Oh, yeah. Only two things are required to keep me happy. Keep oh. my belly full and my b**** <laughs> empty. No. Well, you're amazing at half of it. We really need to get you some cooking lessons. <laughs> Even when my belly isn't full, there is no one I could ever love more in this lifetime unless I actually get a chance to meet Margot Robbie. <laughs> That's Since it. the beginning, I was always told life gets even better when the kids fall asleep and you tell me to come to the bedroom. <laughs> Nothing's better than the sound of gagging. All right, all right, enough, all right. Enough, enough. Yeah. God. Buddy. Is that, the, is that the bride giggling Dude. in the background? No. It's I, the, I hope it's so. It's like the maid of honor. Oh. Or it's some teenager that's like a junior bridesmaid. Yeah, that's when you give them the look. It's like, don't, that's not funny. Don't encourage him. I would love to have been when, you know, when they walk out down the aisle and then they have that little side moment to each other. <laughs> what did she say? The wedding for the wedding videographer who posted the clip asked the groom earlier in the day if there's anything he wants to say, and the groom's response was, "Yeah, I just hope we have a lot of sex, a lot." So where's he from? No, <laughs> where did know. this wedding take place? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, now I mean, I, I'm looking at the, <laughs> I'm looking at the bride. Is she mortified? Yeah, she does seem pretty embarrassed. But oh. I don't know. Who knows? There she is. Oh. Yeah, that's him. Oh, my gosh. I know. I don't know if that helps you in your assessment. I mean, she's she's laughing, but clearly she's it's like that uncomfortable laugh where you mm-hmm. just don't know what to say and do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he took some time. You know, he's reading those vows. Yeah, he wrote that thinking this was going to be such a hit. Yeah. Boy, did he mess that up. He wrote that it's softball with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelor party at scores. Yeah. This is going to be great. <laughs> They're going to think this is hilarious. Yeah. Why don't you say that part about gagging again? That's great. Put that in there. Yeah, your mom will love that. <laughs> and what are her parents thinking? Oh, honey. They haven't liked him ever. Right. I can't imagine what that's like. We actually had a conversation, Scott and I, um, about like what happens when your daughter or your son wants to date someone that you just don't like. 
or don't approve of. Yeah, what are you guys going to do? I don't know. He he actually, God bless Scott, because he was like, look, you, I don't ever want you to mess up the relationship with our daughter. He was like, I, I'll be like the bad guy. I'll be like the protected dad that's like, you know, kind of gets into maybe her head and is like, what are you really thinking here? What are you, whatever, you know? Right. Or something along the, I don't know. Cause I, th- that's the part of parenting. I'm just like, I am afraid of, <laughs> you know, I am like, and mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I dated people that I'm sure my parents hated, but I never super knew it, you know? Well, part of that too is learning that you shouldn't be with those types of people. Right. Right. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to date this person and I think mm-hmm. it's great. Oh God, it's not. And now I will never date a person like that before. Or and just again, how you know devastated I mean? you are with the heartbreak. Yeah. It's part of the learning process. But it's good that Scott's got the... Yes, the bad dad. He's got the plan. <laughs> yeah, I know people on both ends of that spectrum because I know people who, you know, they're they're involved in it. They're not married, but they're definitely living together. You know, they're in a long-term relationship. Like and, me. And the parents are pushing them. Yeah. To get married. Like, they want them to get married. They're like, look, what? why Why don't you just get married? I mean, you know, you're sharing a house together and you share this, that, and everything else. That, what, what's the holdup? I do secretly think Scott's mom, I wouldn't say she pushes us, but I think secretly she wishes that we would just get married. Yeah. And I just am not, I mean, I'm not against being married. I just don't understand how it's different from what I'm doing now. Like I would have a paper like that says I'm married. Well, I just don't under, you know, I can tell you that this year lived together for a while. We did. I mean, we, we were in a relationship for 13 years before we got, well, we were in a relationship for almost 11 years before we even moved in together. I know that's a long time. Well, I mean, consider my history. Right. And she did too. That's why she kept you in that way for eleven years. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know we took that next step, and after a couple of years of that, it was like, yeah, yeah. What what are we waiting for? We want this, right? And I think too for us, like as we got older, we thought there are just certain things that we want in place that this will help facilitate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kids were older and they were out of the house, so it just felt like the time was right. And we did it. So I go to get my taxes done, and my CPA was like, whoa, you got married? Well, bring her in. Let's let's file, let's file uh, joint. It's nice, isn't it, this time around? You, should, you guys should be, you know, filing jointly. I'm like, uh, okay. Save some money that way? He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, it's about time. <laughs> what were we waiting for? All right. So anyway, so right that's around. that's why I should get married for the taxes. <laughs> so Kristen had been looking for a, a new tax person anyway, and she said, well, you know, ask ask your CPA if, if he'll. Uh, take on a new client. If he'll take on a new client. Yeah. So that's what I said. I, I go, oh. I said, my wife is looking for a new CPA. Are you taking on any new clients? He goes, wife? You didn't tell me you were married. We should be filing jointly. So that's when I called her in. I'm like, yeah, he's really jazzed. He wants to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, we're, we, Honey, could, we could I file jointly, right? Let's do it. <laughs> and she goes, oh, okay. 
So she goes in and she meets with a guy, and he's so he takes both our stuff and he puts it together. And then uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, he gets it done. And I was, and I look at the numbers, and I'm like, sweet! Like for the first time in years, I'm not writing a five figure check. Good mm-hmm. for you. Buddy. I'm actually getting money back, and I'm like, yes. And she goes, what am I getting back? I'm like, oh, oh, you owe, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well. You know, we're kind of splitting this. Yeah. She goes, wait a minute. I used to get a lot more back back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So what about that couple that you know? So, like, for Scott and I, I know that, you know, we have a daughter involved. Right. And we have we have all of the legal stuff as far as that is concerned yeah. handled, the medical stuff handled. Okay. But, like, what about this couple that you know that's together? Do they have each other down for, like, medical contacts and all that stuff? No, I don't think they do. Because that's you know, a big reason why a lot of people get married. Right. Especially later in life. It's like you, you have to have someone help with the medical decisions or consider what's going to happen to you should you, God forbid, get in an accident or something. Well, they've been in a long-term relationship for about three years. And they just moved in together within the past six months. And her parents are the ones that are kind of pushing it because, you know, they have a strong faith and they're living in sin. They have pretty deep yeah. Christian values. And so their whole point is, look, if you guys are going to do this, then why not just get married? Gotcha. But but the kids are like, you know, she's like, no, I'm going to law school. I want to get this done first. and. Your career. We're not ready to take, you know, we want to put some things in place. We want to own a house and do all this stuff. And other people are like, you know, there's two schools of thought on that. Like, well, why do you have to wait to get married? Like, why do all your ducks have to be in a row? Why do you have to, why do you have to own a house? And why do you have to have your your degree done? And why do you have to have, yeah. Yeah. Like these are things that married couples can do together. There's, you know, you, you build a life together. That's, That's part of marriage. You know, and then other people are like, yeah, but I just, you know, I want to have my stuff together first. I, I don't feel ready. Mm-hmm. I don't well, feel equipped. Also, I think the focus wants to be on the law degree and not planning a wedding. Because right. that's also very that's challenging. Big time, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're trying to establish our careers first. And, you know, and then when we get to a comfort, then, then we can focus on that and, and start a family, which will cost us money forever. Is their thinking. Having said that, there's this really cute old couple that have been married for years. And they're out somewhere with their granddaughter. And the granddaughter pulls out her phone to check her makeup. And evidently, the grandparents had no idea that you had that feature where you could, like, they knew you could use your, your phone to take pictures and shoot video. But they didn't realize it had, like, the... Could flip it and do a selfie. Yeah, that you could flip it and do like a selfie. Oh, front camera. Yeah. So they're just discovering this now for the first time, and it's it's actually a really cute video. Here, I'll play it for you on the big screen up here. She said, "I pulled out my phone to do my lipstick, and my grandma had to tell my papa about it." And so she hands them. So she's so curious that the granddaughter now hands her grandmother, her grandparents, the phone so they can check it out. Hey, look. And I can put my lipstick on and anything. Wow. Because that's my self. And that's how you look. Oh, my God. Young guy. Just a young guy. Yeah. (laughs) Just a young guy, he says. 
What do you know? Wow, look at me. Wow, wow, look at that. Who knew you could do that? That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I just love it when... When her example is exactly what her her granddaughter did. Yeah. You can put... I can, can put, put my makeup on. Right. right. <laughs> Would you look at that, Charlie? I, I love old folks, man. They, they either you? go one of two ways when it comes to technology. They either love it and yes. think it's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Well, look at the advancements they're making these yes. days. Or, or they just... Yeah. Or they just hate it. They just resist it. You know, they're... They're like, what do you need that for? I can go look at a mirror. I want nothing to do with (laughs) it. All right. Uh, Another check on the roads. I have a full forecast here for you in a second. But first, Denise Johnson is standing by here with your latest. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.